they think that, okay, when I burn the most calories is the time that I'm going to lose the most weight, right? So you look at your long run and you think, okay, I burned, uh, I don't know, 800 calories, maybe 1500 calories. Uh, I need to keep that, right? I can't, I can't eat too much today because I, I need to maximize my calories burned. That is the, like the last day that you want to uh, not eat enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> is when you just put your body through so much effort and so much exertion. That's the, that's the, the, the most important day of the week to actually not necessarily eat the most, but to emphasize uh, enough nutritional recovery, right? For, for uh, the longevity of what you're trying to do, which is for one, continue running and stay healthy. And then two, even for weight loss, because like you said, we don't want to become reductionistic and think, oh, on this day, I'm going to lose the most weight. And on this day, I'm going to lose the most weight. And no, you know, so I'm going to approach it this way. No, what we should really be doing is looking at our whole journey of running and training and moving our body and doing more of that in the healthiest way possible. And that's going to support weight loss, but don't sabotage uh, your, your efforts as a runner and also someone who's trying to lose weight by not eating enough on those, on those harder days, because what you really are doing, um, is, is you can really be slowing down your recovery. Hey, welcome or welcome back to Running Long, the podcast brought to you by Bertran. I'm Francesco, as always, your host, and this is our monthly episode about nutrition. We reached out to Wilfredo Benitez from OnPace Wellness, a company based in Portland, Oregon, which helps endurance athletes to optimize their nutrition for training, racing, and of course, their well-being. In the first episode, we talked about the importance of a balanced nutrition for athletes, and uh, we touched some very important topics like macronutrients, the sustainability of our diets, and how to improve our nutrition for performance. In the second and third episodes, we talked about the nutrition strategy and the, the hydration strategy during a long effort like a trail race and also after a long effort like a trail race. Today, we're covering another great topic related to training, which is very important to stay healthy and be the best athlete we can possibly be, recovery. We will try to understand if there is a nutritional approach that is useful in order to improve our recovery. And we're going to give you some tips to make smarter choices and as always improve our knowledge, uh, in particular after a training session. So here we go. Without further ado, please welcome with Fredo Benitez, how to improve our recovery with smart nutritional choices. Hi, Francesco and everybody listening. Thank you so much for having me back on to talk some more about nutrition. I love this topic. Um, I'm excited to, to get into it with you. Thanks for being back with us. So I was going to start this uh, episode, our nutrition talk of the month, with a, an interactive question. Is it possible to improve our, nutri our recovery, sorry, with uh, nutrition? 
Yeah, that's that's not even a loaded question. As we say here in the States, that is a very straightforward, simple question with a simple answer. A resounding yes it is very much possible. I, I would say it's it's not only possible, it's 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 kind of quintessential, it's absolutely necessary to um, uh, for optimizing your recovery, for your nutrition to be at almost the center of it. You know, I, I like to say uh, to, to athletes that I work with, uh, conversations like this, that recovery, for me at least, how I see it is, is like 80%, right, of, of the whole game. You know, you, you train for what, sometimes one hour a day if you're lucky for people obviously if you're if you're more intense and competitive you you will train maybe more than an hour a day and then you have the rest of the day to to recover that's all it is is just recovering and adapting the fitness and taking care of your body so to me i mean i don't even know if 80 percent is enough maybe it's 90 percent is just basically just recovery taking care of yourself and and adapting to the fitness that you're training for and within that uh, recovery, nutrition, I argue, is, is like 50 to 75% of, of recovery, right? I, I like to see recovery as like, are you sleeping well, right? Are you, yeah. uh, are you managing your stress well? Are you, um, you know, moving your body outside of training? You know, you're not running for an hour and then sitting on the couch for the rest of the day, but, you know, you're also kind of staying healthy and active in, in, in the rest of your day. And then, like I said, nutrition is a huge part of that. And, and almost, you know, uh, nutrition impacts sleep, nutrition impacts stress. So it's, it's, it's kind of intertwined within these other aspects of, of recovery. So just kind of in my frame of mind, nutrition is, like I said, absolutely essential to it. when you talk about recovery, you kind of always have to talk about nutrition. So I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm glad we're on this subject. Totally. Yeah, we do get asked a lot of questions by our athletes and by our users of the Vert Run app. And we always try to teach the importance of uh, recovery, uh, which, as you explained really well, is very much related to nutrition. And uh, I mean, it's a very broad topic, but nutrition is for sure a, a big part. So as always, we're trying to increase our awareness and improve our knowledge in order to make uh, better choices when it comes to nutrition. Because of course, then everyone has his own um, habits, uh, preference and needs, of course. But um, I think there is always gonna be a way to maximize uh, nutrition in order to better recover and ultimately be a better athlete. So a few topics that we will touch in today's talk. Um, some examples of how and what to eat after a long and intense effort, like a trail race. Mm -hmm. If we, if there are any special foods or nutrients that help boost our recovery, we will talk about the metabolic window after a training session or an effort. We will talk about the importance of proteins and sleep, um, electrolytes and minerals to replenish our bodies after an effort, and how, for example, different weather conditions um, 
different training and racing conditions can have an impact um, on our recovery strategies. So um, yeah, let's start with some, a little bit of science behind it. Um, what does it make sense to eat and like, how would you approach the topic of recovery from a nutritional standpoint? Yeah, like, now this is one of those loaded questions, right? How do we approach recovery from a nutritional lens? Um, like I said, broadly in the beginning, you can't talk about recovery without talking about nutrition. I mean, um, you know, I like to kind of boil it down to the, the simple point that, or, or principle, uh, that when you train, when you exercise, you are causing inflammation in the body. And it's important to recognize that it's not a, a bad thing. It's, it's, it's just, it's a natural thing. And your body should be able to handle that inflammation and, and moderate that inflammation. Well, if you're, you know, not taking care of yourself, if you are doing too much exercise for your health or for your, your recovery, then you can overdo it. Right. And that inflammation can uh, ramp up in the body. However, on the other end of that, if you're taking care of yourself, if you aren't overdoing it in training, and of course, if you're recovering as best you can, then your nutrition and, and every other aspect of your, your recovery plan should be able to, to uh, mitigate and, and manage that inflammation well, allow your body to adapt to fitness, keep a healthy immune system along the way, and then just support your training and support you as a, as a healthy person. So, you know, for me, nutrition is is uh, an integral part of how we manage inflammation in the body. We can prolong that inflammation or make it worse with our nutritional choices, or we can uh, help the body do what it naturally needs to do to, you know, recover from from our exercise and our intense training. Especially for trail runners who usually are out there for for quite a while. You know, you're 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 getting a lot of uh, maybe vertical gain. You're obviously coming down from the hills or the mountains, and that's a lot of impact on the body. We need to recover from all of the natural damage that's coming. And nutrition is just a, an easy part to it. Um, and then of course, how it influences other aspects of recovery, like sleep and hormonal balance and blood sugar and, you know, actual muscle energy recovery um, and, and muscle energy stores. I mean, like I said, it, it just taps into so many different areas of uh, our body's uh, physiology and, and how we're actual recovering. So uh, there's, there's a lot to un unpack there. And, and uh, just hopefully what I want to convey starting out here is just really why people should focus on the nutrition if they're struggling with recovery or if they're starting to train for a race, because this really is such an important part. Totally. So let's get a bit more practical and I would like to ask you what it makes sense to eat after, you know, an intense effort, like a, a trail race where we might be out there for a while, for a few hours, uh, with a lot of, a lot of muscular damage with a lot of, you know, we burn a lot of energy, of course. Mm -hmm. So from, from a nutritional standpoint, what are the much the macronutrients that, uh, we need to make sure that we're getting and if there are any types of food that are better than others. 
Yeah, no, this is this is perfect. Uh, yeah, like I like I mentioned, like you just mentioned, especially for trail runners, and and I know a large population of of vert runners, ultra runners as well. You know, this this is endurance activity. It's a lot of time moving your body, a lot of training. Even if you're not on the trails, you know, you're you're maybe in the gym doing some strength training, hopefully staying strong and and preventing injury. So that's added training. You know, some people add in cycling or some other maybe swimming or some other kind of cross training. So there's a lot of just exercise and exertion and like I said, stress essentially, right, on the body. So we do want to make sure that we're we're recovering well. And especially after these long and intense efforts, like you mentioned, it's even more important on those days. You know, the easy days, um, you obviously eat well all the time as best you can, but absolutely on those harder or longer days are the days you really want to make sure you kind of get this right as best you can. So what we're looking at um uh, more practically are our two main macronutrients for uh, for this kind of recovery. So the three are fats, protein, and carbohydrates. But for two, when I'm talking about recovery, I usually don't spend too much time talking about fats. Um, I usually focus because the, the majority of people are, are, are not, you know, in, in fat burning states necessarily. A lot of people are, you know, most people are eating plenty of carbohydrates, especially runners. So it's really um, carbohydrates and protein that we're focusing on. And our emphasis within the two is going to be on carbohydrates. So you may have heard of, you know, recovering uh, nutritionally with like a four to one or three to one ratio. That might be something that people have heard of or read about. And if this is news to you, what that is referring to is uh, three or four grams of carbohydrates for every one gram of protein. So it's obvious there in that ratio that you are emphasizing carbohydrates. You know, when when protein powders and, and the, you know, the sports nutrition recovery market really kind of boomed, you know, I would say maybe 15 or so 20 years ago, the emphasis was just on protein. It was just protein, protein, protein. And, and we started to kind of forget about carbohydrates and only basically recovered with protein powder. Um, and that maybe had like one or two grams of carbohydrates. That's honestly the, the opposite of what we want to do. We want to emphasize carbohydrates and then we want to make sure that we are including protein as well. But again, the emphasis is on the carbohydrates, especially for, for runners who are just using so much um you know, carbohydrate stores, glucose, glycogen in, in our, from our muscles and from our blood that we replenish that in order to kind of maximize recovery. So like I said, the magic ratio that science seems to um, uh, support is four to one or three to one carbohydrates to protein. I kind of water it down a bit. I basically tell my athletes, look, if you can get something in after you run, you know, we can kind of talk about the metabolic window too. We can segue into that. But if you can get something in, that's better than nothing. So you can focus on three to one or four to one, or at least just get some sort of nutrition in because it's going to kickstart your recovery. If you don't eat anything, or if you only drink water and you don't eat for a couple hours, then then you can kind of slow down your recovery or not maximize it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We touched some very important topics that... Uh... Of course, I try to pay attention in my training. Uh, timing is crucial, I think, because you want to make sure you're eating pretty much right after the effort or within, I would say, 30 minutes and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, always, I think that the main goal is to restore the glycogen storages in the muscle. Mm -hmm. So in order to boost that, 
it's important that we're getting some carbs, uh, whether it's simple or, you know, simple carbs or complex carbs uh, as quickly as possible. And as you said, possibly with a, another source of protein, which of course helps uh, keeping our nutrition in balance, as we mentioned in the previous episodes of our nutrition talk. Um, so talk a little bit about a possible strategy and if there are any special foods or you know, choices, nutrients that are better than others. Yeah, yeah. So I want to give like a kind of um, uh, an idea of yeah, what an we're idea. looking at an example. in terms of yeah, yeah, in terms of you know carbohydrates, for example. So, so let's take like a you know common like a, a, a equation or formula that that we can kind of use to guide for people who really like numbers. Um, is like one, and you're in, you're in Europe, so kilograms make sense, I believe. So um, one to like 1.2 grams of carbs per about every one kilogram. Um, and so, uh, you know, for people who uh, use pounds, you can kind of convert that to pounds. But if you use an example of a, like a person who's about 140 um, pounds, which I think is going to be something like, what, 63, 65 kilos, something like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, 63. I did that right. Yeah. Um, then uh, that person's going to need about 60, 66 grams of carbohydrates if we're, if we're kind of using that one to 1.2 grams of carbs per kilogram. And so, you know, when people kind of come in after their run, if, you know, all they're doing is basically grabbing like a banana or like a piece of toast, um, and then, you know, uh, basically that's it then they're not getting enough, right? A banana, for example, is about 25 to 30 grams of carbohydrates, but this person needs about 60 grams, if not a little bit more than 60 grams of carbohydrates. So you can kind of see basically not even two bananas is really sufficient. So it, it's, you know, I, like I said, I tell people all the time, just get something in. So if you're getting in a banana, you're not failing, right? You're, you're doing something good. Yeah. But to really maximize that recovery window, as soon as you're done, like you said, about 30 minutes, I say up to an hour, but really ideally it's within 30 minutes, then you really kind of want to eat something a little bit heftier, especially after harder effort. So we're looking at um, almost like a small meal. We're looking at maybe mm -hmm. a banana in, in potentially some sort of porridge, right? Whether it's quinoa porridge or oatmeal or, you know, some sort of rice um, or on top of like a a, a multi-grain bread, something like that to really kind of get plenty of, of carbohydrates in. So you can, like you said, you can get simple carbohydrates with it. You can do a little bit more complex, but I just say get enough carbohydrates. And, and like I said, if, I'll throw that number out there again. It's one to 1.2 grams of carbs for every one kilogram or for every uh, like 2.2 um, pounds. Um, and that's going to show you it's, it's a good amount of food. It's, it's like I said, a, a, a somewhere around, depending on your weight, you know, 50 to maybe 80 grams of carbohydrates. And then with that, that can be a range of like 12 to 25 grams of protein. So it's a good amount of nutrition. And that's why I tell people eat up when you're done running, you know, you really mm -hmm. do want to make sure that you are, are replenishing as best you can. Um, and then, like I said, for shorter efforts, it can be a, obviously a smaller snack should suffice, but for the long ones, you really should be eating within 30 minutes if you can. And so real quick, before we go into, you know, other kind of foods to maybe pay attention to, um, for those of you who 
you know, because I see this all the time with, with clients is uh, if you're really struggling with appetite, right? People who uh, come out of a really hot run or really hard run or long run, as maybe their body's really hungry, but maybe their, their system can't tolerate food just yet. You know, maybe they really can't eat for like an hour. Um, they get nauseous or they're just not hungry at all. The sight of food makes them feel like uh, kind of queasy. Well, what I tell people there is to then focus on liquid nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you can't eat a bowl of oatmeal or something like this. That's perfectly understandable. But maybe what you can do is, uh, you know, get some sort of uh, liquid calories with carbohydrates or uh, make a smoothie, you know, some sort of uh, smoothie with protein powder or, or just use whole foods as your protein source. But a nice simple strategy is, yeah, for those people whose systems are a little bit finicky, after a long run, uh, liquid calories can really be a lot easier to digest and a really easy way to ensure that you're getting in that new, you know, that important nutrition uh, within within 30 minutes. Even even some juice, right? Can be yeah something at least. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are you know kind of sports nutrition mm -hmm. beverages, drinks that that are yeah. kind of formulated specifically to what athletes tend to need. But yeah, even if it's some sort of like orange juice with you know a little bit of food or something yeah, yeah. just like, you know anything that you can kind of get in i mean i you're not drinking 350 calories of orange juice hopefully only but like i said even just something to kickstart versus waiting you know an hour uh, that can that can really help and as it gets warmer you know we're in the perfect season moving forward to to get more into smoothies usually people stop that in the in the winter time but it's warming up and Uh, we, it comes, you know, it's uh, seasonal food is, is a smoothie. So pack it with good, you know, seasonal fruits and, and, you know, greens and carrots and throw in some protein sources and yeah, make sure you're kind of giving your body what, what it really can, can need after these hard efforts. And yes. then actually that's a good, that's a good segue unless you have second thoughts, but that's a good segue into some, some foods or nutrients to kind of really pay attention to. Yes. Thank you. So um, this is the like the post race, post training uh, meal that is should actually be a as at least a small meal because we have we have understood that uh, maybe a banana is not enough. I mean a snack is something, but we should be looking at eating more than we may think. Um, but then there is like the actual meal that we should plan to eat maybe one hour, maybe two hours later than when we finish training. Um, because like, as, a, as we say, timing is, is very important. So let's say we're training in the morning uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, we get done at 10 or 11. And then we have like two hours until lunch. So we, we eat this, this meal, this post-training meal, And then it's important, of course, to, to eat a, another complete meal, uh, maybe a few hours afterwards. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can have like your... This small post-effort meal doesn't really count as a, as like a, a full meal. It's just the recovery food after, after the training, after the effort. Ideally, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but of course, for some people, for many people, you know, based on time, right? Let's say you have to go to work and, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're at your desk and you can't really eat that full meal, you know, two hours later. 
well then I, what I tell people in, the, in that scenario is okay for you then you're really wanting to make sure that what you get in after you run is a full meal right something like yes uh four to five hundred calories I mean don't overdo it in fear because the body can only absorb so many you know carbohydrates and utilize so many carbohydrates per hour but yeah you really you know for those people it's like okay a banana really won't suffice right you really have to make sure that you're you're basically having a good sized meal uh, after if you know that you probably can't realistically eat for another three or four hours but in the ideal scenario yes you're having your post run post race nutrition which as we're talking about is more than may people uh, you know people may think but then also even about two hours two and a half hours later when we kind of know that there's an additional window of recovery, an additional kind of prime time for the body to synthesize and, and, and start to kind of make some good repairs on the, on the, um, uh, on the muscles, et cetera, then that's where another, your, your actual meal uh, would, would kind of come in. So something like around, good. you know, five, six, 700 calories. Yeah. Good. Because I, I think most people train either in the morning, like maybe even after you know a small breakfast they get in they get in their first run of the day and then they mm -hmm. have an actual breakfast which is a of course a complete meal or for people who train at night uh, just before dinner of course it's important that the dinner is is complete with uh, all the nutrients that we've talked about so I think these are the two most common scenarios and uh, yeah after a race where maybe our stomach is a, bit, a little bit messed up and we're not really in the mood of eating a lot. Uh, it's important that we still get something, even uh, something that is liquid, if we like it, if, we're, but if our bodies uh, can handle it better. And then mm -hmm. we plan a, you know, a full meal once we're hungry a few hours later. Yeah, a full, you know, more whole food based meal, right? So like, like yeah. you said, if you're if you're having like juice, um, or a smoothie, even a smoothie, even a healthy smoothie, if you're if you're doing that, because you can't do uh, kind of like you can't chew, you don't want to stomach too much food in the beginning. Again, even the healthiest smoothie, what you're going to want to do about two hours, two and a half hours later is have a more complete meal because that yeah. chewing that slowing down, it's going to kind of handle blood sugar better you're going to balance out that response better in the system you're going to stay satiated longer right it might kind of resonate with people that on these harder days they're hungry all day long so having actual food that you chew and, and it takes a little bit longer to consume it's going to be really key and then obviously you'll, you'll have more variety in in that in that full meal um yes so a lot of good like foods or nutrients I'll start with nutrients that I really like to, to mention for, for recovery. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it can be a long list, but I'll keep it to, to like five or so. Um, vitamin C really stands out, right? Vitamin C, we kind of see as like the, um, the immune system nutrient, right? That really keeps our, our, our immune system healthy and, and, and our bodies healthy. Um, and yes, of course it does that. It's also really powerful antioxidant. So it's really important for so many different processes in kind of managing inflammation, basically. We'll just kind of leave it there. Um, but, you know, when it comes to antioxidants, um, training, especially hard efforts, like, like what we're talking about, uh, really increases a lot of what we call oxidative stress in the body. And, and antioxidants really help to manage that oxidative stress. That's why they're called antioxidants. And so vitamin C is, is one really, really powerful 
um, antioxidants. So I really emphasize making sure that you're getting in plenty of vitamin C in that post-recovery meal, but then also, of course, through the rest of the day. Super easy to do through fruits, through uh, dark greens, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, spinach and kale and uh, Swiss chard and other kinds of good, healthy green vegetables. Broccoli is a phenomenal source, Brussels sprouts. Um, and then uh, another nutrient that we that I, uh, I look at for, for recovery, uh, magnesium. It's really important for muscle recovery. It's yes. actually really involved in a lot of uh, uh, a lot of mechanisms in the body, but, but absolutely essential for muscle recovery. I have a lot of athletes sometimes who complain after like long days where they're kind of their muscles like spasming or they have like restless legs um, at nighttime. And what I, what I see there and what I recommend is, is you need more magnesium. Yeah, so many yeah. people need more magnesium and that's just a really, really um, potent mineral that we need. It's, it's, it's one of those essential electrolytes that athletes need to be focusing on. Um, so plenty of magnesium in the diet, uh, you can do that through grains, you know, rice, quinoa, um, you can do that through well, breads can have uh, good sources of magnesium, uh, 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 beans, right? Other kinds of, uh, beans like black beans and chickpeas, and just really want to make sure that you have a really good, uh, diversity of food, right. For all these different nutrients, uh, polyphenols are another really good, um, nutrient for fighting inflammation, keeping the body healthy. You're going to find those in many foods, but berries uh, are really good sources of polyphenols. Um, seeds are really good sources of polyphenols. Um, uh, again, legumes, beans, but also uh, spices. So I, I tell people mm -hmm. all the time is use spices in your food. Um, you know, maybe some people don't like it too hot, right? And that's okay. I, I understand. But if you don't mind it, you know, include some good healthy herbs and spices when you're cooking, because those are not just for flavor. Those are also really, really good for, for recovery. They have, uh, well, in this case, a lot of them can be really good sources of polyphenols, right? Um, uh, if you're looking for like a little healthy dessert or snack, this is where dark chocolate becomes something that is sometimes recommended because it's mm -hmm. actually a really good source of magnesium. It's a really good source of, of uh, polyphenols. So you can actually get some um, some benefit from uh, some really good quality, you know, dark chocolate. So, and then of course I can't not talk about protein, right? I'm talking about nutrients. So make sure that you're you're emphasizing protein throughout the day. You know, fit protein in uh, at most of your meals because it's really easy to, for snacks to kind of be more carbohydrates, especially for runners. Runners tend to focus on carbohydrates very easily. And so I like to tell them, hey, remember to include some sort of protein almost at every meal and snack. Doesn't have to be the dominant macronutrient, but it needs to be there. Uh, that can be really helpful to, for kind of like a, a helpful tip or reminder. And then of course, within that, within protein, obviously we're talking about various amino acids. And this is where branch chain amino acids, leucine, isoleucine, and valine become um, uh, really important. Essential amino acids are, are amino acids that we need to get through the diet. Those in particular, those branch chain amino acids, those three um, uh, studies, many studies have shown that that, that can really boost um, muscle recovery. Um, so whether you do that through supplements, there's plenty of supplemental products out yes. there. Um, and that's, you know, a, an easy way to do it for sure. Uh, or you're just kind of uh, doing some some homework and research and figuring out um, the different foods that will supply you with branched chain amino acids. And what you're going to learn is 
runners tend to eat the same thing, you know, pretty consistently, you might have to diversify how you eat in order to kind of maximize your nutrition. So I'll leave it there. But yeah, hopefully that kind of gives a sense of, of uh, some things to particularly focus on for, for athletes who are training hard. Thank you. I think this was super helpful. And I also like that, you know, in order to boost our recovery, improve our recovery, um, you know, we're not lacking anything in flavor in how tasty our food can be, uh, you know, with berries, with dark chocolate that you mentioned, with spices, lots of great foods that we can cook and uh, that can help us recover better. Also, as far as branch-chained amino acids, uh, in my experience, we don't need, of course, to, to take them right after each training session, but maybe after the hardest ones, the longest ones, or when maybe we're focusing on strength, uh, where maybe the muscle damage is, is, more, is more than in other sessions. And uh, I've, I've been told that I should be looking for one gram of branch chain amino acid for every 10 kilos of weight. Is that correct? Yeah, that's actually in the ballpark of what, I, what I've been reading too. Mm -hmm. Cool. Another question that I, I wanted to ask, and uh, I think a lot of people can be interested in, um, you know, some people are running, of course, to, you know, optimize their weight. And a lot of people think or want to lose a little bit of weight. And they're worried that, of course, um, eating right after a long run or a trail race um, is going to, you know, slow down their 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 idea of uh, of losing weight or their yeah, yeah. their goal. So, what about these people? Like, do they have? Do they need to do anything different? And because, like, I think it's important that they still focus on recovery and they're not lacking any nutrients. Uh, they're, give, they're giving their bodies everything they need. Uh, of course, keeping the amount of calories uh, under control, but it's still important that, you know, they, they all need food. They all need to, to recover. Oh, and of what, I, what I always tell them is that I think weight will, will optimize uh, with your, with your training, with your fitness, because like, if you're asking your body some types of effort, I think your body weight after a while will optimize for, for how you're training basically. So losing weight should be a slow process, of course, and should be always be in balance with, uh, with everything else we do with how we train and how we live the rest of our life. But are there any particular things that we should consider regarding this topic? Yeah, I love that you mentioned this because it's such an important part of recovery because what I see, I work with a lot of coaches as partners, you know, uh, we have a good relationship with a lot of coaches and I hear it from them too. Basically, like you said, a lot of people who find running or eventually, you know, at some point in their running journey, they want to focus on weight loss. Mm -hmm. um, they think that, okay, when I burn the most calories, is the time that I'm going to lose the most weight, right? So you look at your long run and you think, okay, I burned, uh, I don't know, 800 calories 
maybe 1500 calories. Uh, I need to keep that, right? I can't, I can't eat too much today because I, I need to maximize my calories burned. That is the, like the last day that you want to uh, not eat enough, right? <laughs> is when you just put your body through so much effort and so much exertion. That's the, that's the, the, the most important day of the week to actually not necessarily eat the most, but to emphasize uh, enough nutritional recovery, right? For, for uh, the longevity of what you're trying to do, which is for one, continue running and stay healthy. And then two, even for weight loss, because like you said, we don't want to become reductionistic and think, oh, on this day, I'm going to lose the most weight. And on this day, I'm going to lose the most weight. And no, you know, so I'm going to approach it this way. No, what we should really be doing is looking at our whole journey of running and training and moving our body and doing more of that in the healthiest way possible. And that's going to support weight loss, but don't sabotage uh, your, your efforts as a runner and also someone who's trying to lose weight by not eating enough on those, on those harder days, because what you really are doing um, is, is you can really be slowing down your recovery. And this is something I see all the time, your metabolism, your, your body's so hungry because you didn't eat enough the day before that now you're just eating all day long. Like you almost kind of can't eat enough because you're just so hungry. And so not only did you really not boost recovery, maybe kind of set yourself back, but now you're potentially overeating the next day, maybe the next couple of days, because you didn't really take care of what you should have taken care of on that first day. So we want this kind of more complete holistic approach to, to recovery and of course to weight loss. And, and I think that's, I love that you brought this up because like I said, the, the most important day to eat well, to nourish your body with good, healthy food is on recovery day. And so, you know, or sorry, on the on long run day. So that's what you'll want to do is make sure that, you know, you're, you're eating good, good quality food. You know, don't use recovery day or I keep saying recovery day. Don't use long run day as a, as an, almost an excuse to kind of eat uh, more pleasurable or luxurious, you know, kind of foods high in sugar, high in fat, like really eat good tasting quality whole foods, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be supporting your weight loss effort for sure. Thank you. Thank you for highlighting that. And uh, I think it's a topic that a lot of people care about and uh, you have beautifully touched it and uh, gave us a great overview. Awesome. Um, we're getting close to the end of our conversation. So I would like to ask you a couple of final questions. Um, yeah. How different weather conditions can impact our recovery strategies? Because of course, uh, racing in the summer heat can be very different from racing, you know, during winter time with sub-zero temperatures, for example. Um, so if we should adopt different recovery strategies, depending on that, and what are the more, most important electrolytes and minerals? We have, we have already touched this topic, um, basically to replenish our bodies after an effort. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly speak to that second topic on, on electrolytes and minerals. People tend to really know about sodium. Of course, we kind of see it on our on our skin. If we if um, you know you, it's in the uh, the hotter temperatures, you sweat a lot. You kind of see that white uh, powder, white kind of crystallization on your skin. You know, we we kind of know this to be salty. You know, we we clearly lose a lot of sodium. 
but it's not just sodium. I and mean, we need to pay attention to magnesium, like I mentioned before. Yes. Uh, potassium, like these are the three definitely um, that we need to focus on. And then of course there's calcium too. So what I see for people, what I'm looking at actually in my, in my, uh, my, my athletes is making sure that from a dietary perspective, they're getting enough of these, these minerals, but then also, especially in the hotter months, right? The hotter temperatures, which we're, we're moving into is that they're also um, supplementing that because often, especially for endurance athletes who are just putting in a lot of hours every week, um, food can sometimes not be enough, right? You, you, yeah. It can really be important to, to supplement that with, with electrolyte um, tablets or powders or what have you to make sure that you're really staying on top of your, these essential minerals. So like I said, sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, and a good product is going to have all of them. So um, really do some investigation, talk to your friends who are runners, talk to your coach about electrolytes or minerals, you know, reach out to a nutritionist and just get recommended a good quality product for you to kind of try, or maybe three, um, you know, different products that you could explore. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like I said, talking about, which is going to your first question on the different conditions. Well, the one that's relevant right now is we're heading into, uh, you know, late spring, summer months, it's going to get hotter. Um, and on either extreme, right, really cold winters, really hot summers, the body's working harder, right? We know that in the extremes of temperatures, the body works really hard, which, you know, makes sure that if you're training in those extremes, you want to make sure you're recovering as best you can. But when it comes to the hotter temperatures, there is this elevated stress on the body if you're training through, you know, pretty intense heat. So not only does it actually um, make it harder to digest uh, food, right? It actually makes it a little bit harder, like on the run to digest sugars. Uh, you know, when, when the body temperature gets really hot, um, things need to cool down. It, people see a lot of nausea, people experience, you know, digestive distress when they're out there running. So you want to take into account that the body is under a little bit of higher stress when it's hotter. So if you're training in this, really pay attention to your fueling strategy, make sure that you're, you know, trying some things out to, to make sure that you are absorbing and digesting and not running into any issues. And that can be an experience that can take, you know, sometimes months to figure out. But in your day to day, what I would tell people is to make sure that you are hydrating using electrolytes as much as you can, because the biggest um, uh, kind of area to focus on in the hotter temperatures is hydration. It, it, it can be something that people can really fall behind on quite quickly. Yes. Um, and so pay attention to not just how much water you drink, of course, drink a lot more water in the summertime, but make sure that you are using electrolytes during this time as well. Yeah, let's not underestimate uh, hydration in the summer month. Of course, it's always a great, great reminder. Thank you. And uh, yeah, the other thing that you mentioned, we shouldn't be afraid to take supplements, of course, from good sources that we trust. There are plenty of good products. I'm not going to suggest any, but uh, I think as athletes, as, as runners who train maybe three, four or five times a week or even more. And uh, we're out there for many hours. It's important to get some help from supplements. They don't have to be fancy things, of course, but as we say, basic electrolytes, uh, branch-chained amino acids, for example, is what I personally use. Uh, magnesium, potassium, uh, vitamin C, those are things that 
I always uh, include in my supplements. And uh, during winter time, it's not strictly related to, to this period, but is it true that while we're out there running, we're burning more calories because of the you know colder temperatures? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I meant by- so Probably know, we uh, should be pay attention to, to that a little bit more. Absolutely, yeah, in these extremes, really mm -hmm. cold winter, you know, temperatures and really warm or hot uh, summer temperatures, the body is under more stress, right? Springtime yeah. running, fall running, less stress from, from the environment. But in the summer and in the dead of winter, those are definitely higher stress times on the body. So we do want to make sure that we're, we're taking care of our body even more so, like I said, in the summertime and, and in the wintertime. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. So that was it. Uh, it's the end of our nutrition talks. I hope you've enjoyed these conversations. And of course, feel free to share with me any feedback, any questions that you may have, any topic that maybe we haven't touched and you would like to talk about. I think Wilfredo will be really happy to, to discuss that. Um, we hope you found some helpful information that hopefully will improve your experience as a runner, as an athlete. A big thanks to Wilfredo. Uh, please visit his website on bestwellness.com. He's in the Portland area if you're, if you're close to Portland. And please feel free to, to share this episode, rate our show on Spotify, share it on social media. We always appreciate that. This helps more people you know, find out about our project, our great show running along. And uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. And until next time, keep running, keep rocking the trails. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Francesco. Thank you. Thank you.